Welcome to this hour of the program as we are underway. It's Friday, September 15th. Welcome to the South Okanagan Event Center here in Penticton, B.C. as we move closer to the start of the 2023 Young Stars Classic. And for the first time on Flames Talk, welcome to the Eric Francis Hour brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Live Thoroughbred Racing is back every Saturday and Sunday at Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. Post time 1245. Visit thehorses.com. Must be 18 plus. Please play responsibly. The Eric Francis Hour is now a staple. Fridays on Flames Talk. It's Steinberg. Aaron Vickers of NHL.com is with us. And of course on the Eric Francis Hour. Live here in Penticton is sports that's eric francis hello franchise how are you buddy good welcome to the eric francis hour on flames oh Dog. it's exciting you know I, I really enjoyed doing uh the, my one hour show before kind of magazine style where we just did interviews you know half hour interviews and you can really dig into some stuff that you don't normally get to dig into but i, I was missing my buddy i, I always I, i've always enjoyed our friday hits we've been doing them for what i don't know how many years now but uh I just thought it, I just think it's just so great to be able to expand that double the double the fun uh, double the annoyance for some people whatever the case is we'll go the full hour and uh, I think or double the uncomfortableness whatever depending you, on how things progress exactly exactly so I, I I love the structure that we're gonna have over the course of every it'll be five to six every Friday and it'll be the first half hour will be as we've always done right where we just talk about the issues of the day of the week whatever and then after that, I think we'll either have a special guest, or we'll uh, we will, um, and we're definitely going to get into story time. Yeah. So, story time is a is an idea that Eric has had. So, what is the uh, what is story time? The, just the idea is that you know, being in the being in and around the league and, and the business for over almost thirty years now, there's so many just little little silly anecdotes that I find myself telling my buddies and telling golf foursomes or. You know, and and they've heard them all already. So I needed somebody else needed to listen to audience. my stories. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and so, and 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 oftentimes they might only be thirty seconds. They might be a minute, minute and a half. But uh, but they're funny anecdotes, often involving quite famous athletes, uh, interesting situations. And uh, I've been writing them down for years. And I'm not I'm not vain enough to think that one day I'd write a book about my career because who could care less? Who who could care? But. Uh, but I think that's the perfect venue to finally just get them okay. all out. So we have a very special announcement later on this hour. Are we gonna we're gonna give the date for the Eric Francis Pizza Pig out? Are That'll we be get part that? of it. Okay. Yep. And a very important guest later this hour. That's all I'll say. Stay tuned for that. World later renowned. This hour. That, that's how far I'd go. I would say this I person's would say a household name around the international around the world. superstar. I would say that. Yeah. Later on this hour. And and in some people would call him the goat. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Right. In fact, I think it's incontrovertible. That's later this hour. Good uh, work. All, Good all work. Related to the Eric Francis Pizza Pig out. <sighs> Guys, uh, let's let's talk some of the issues of the day here. And issues uh, we're we're here in Penticton. We'll get into the Young Stars Classic a little bit later. But Vix, you have heard it 
Francis, you and I were both there on Wednesday morning at Country Hills prior to the Flames Charity Golf Classic. And both Elias Lindholm and Noah Hannafin spoke to the media and addressed their futures with the team. Let's start with Lindholm. Guys, what the hell did we learn? Did we learn anything from what we heard from Lindholm when he was grilled by us about his future, his contract status, so on and so forth? Franchise, what did uh, what did you come away with from Wednesday morning? You know what my first thought was? Well, well, there, we've ruled out him possibly being a captain. And, and, and again, I, I don't want to come down slamming on him, but just his approach was very, it was very uncomfortable, guys. I mean, let's just be honest about it. It wasn't, I know people in the organization, too, were really disappointed with how it came across. And I don't, I'm not sure it's by design. I'm not, I think Lindholm's a really nice guy, and we, all three of us, had really good conversations with him over the years. And we also know he's super, like, the media is not his most comfortable thing. Fair enough. Like, and it was just... He's a pretty chill guy, and I think that everybody wanted to hear him and Hannafin be really enthusiastic. No, no, like we're very open to staying, and like this, I love this city, and and I just, as I always put it, like these are we asked leading questions, like, well, you'd be interested in staying, wouldn't you, if the team got off to a great start? And they have no, there's only one way to to answer that, which is by following the script and playing along, and you know, Johnny did it. Kachuk did it, and then months later they were gone. They both said that they'd be open to coming back and all this. Lie to us. I don't care. Keep your options open, but be enthusiastic about it. Don't just kind of roll out cliches. And I, I was really disappointed with the way, the lack of enthusiasm that Lindholm showed, and to a lesser extent, Hannafin. And I think that of the six guys that we're talking about, whether they're going to come or go, I think you'd rank them one and two for sure of guys who I don't think will be here past the trade deadline. So for me, and again, I'll preface it, and you mentioned it, Pat, I wasn't there live for it, so I'm not reading body language. I'm not reading intonation or tone or anything like that. I did hear it, but without actually being there physically to see how it all kind of comes together, it's a little bit tougher for me than you two guys to sort of read into what was said. To me, he sounded like Elias Lindholm at any other point I've ever talked to Elias Lindholm or have heard him do an interview. And, and some of that, Pat, as you mentioned, goes back to the fact that if he had the choice between doing media and not doing media, I think he heavily swings to, you know what, I'm, I'm good. I'm I don't good. I don't, I don't. need to talk to you guys ever again if that should be how it plays out. To me, he said the right thing. The right things were said, I, and, and the tone that I'm familiar with, but looking how you guys are looking at me right now, I clearly wasn't there for the body language and some of the, as you called it, uncomfortable. The delivery was just not right and again you know what are we asking him to lie and pretend that he's interested i don't know i just thought it was pretty telling that i don't you know neither one of them really are seriously considering staying now i would like to just follow that up by saying that i think if this team got off to you know one of those starts that we've seen a couple of in the last 10 years like where they're just gangbusters i think that can change a lot of things that lasts longer than the start they had last year because they started what five and one or six or one last year so and then if you can make it a 15 game stretch perhaps in terms of the start and 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 you know and another guy backland i'm going to tell you that i'm i'm going to just throw this out there okay just i think that a lot of signs are indicating that he's gone and um i have a feeling that once he's now that he's back in town he sees his teammates he gets here he sees there's laughter in the dressing room again which wasn't there for the last couple years under Sutter there's there's like obviously every season there's optimism abounding and excitement but there's it's a lot lighter and more fun here 
and him realizing he's probably got three years left in the National Hockey League, I think that he's going to come to the realization that they should probably be with the Calgary Flames. He should probably play his thousandth game here. He should probably sign here sooner rather than later. And, and you know, it may be too late by the time he makes that decision for him to be the captain. But if he starts showing these indications early enough, maybe they hold off on the captaincy announcement. Well, now you've got us going all over the place. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know it's good, but it's good. Let's uh, let's go I, down I, that road. I, I'm just thinking. I, I'm just. I really do believe this guy's heart is here in Calgary, and we saw Jerome McGinley chase the last four or five years of his career for, for a title. It, good luck trying to pick the winner of the Stanley Cup every year. We all try it in our pools, and we, nobody one, can do it. One in 32 chance. That's right. Well, one in 16 once you <laughs> get down to it. But, yeah, at the beginning of the year, it's right. one in 32. And he may not like the direction the team's going, but I, I, I think that he's going to change his mind on that. And I think that, uh, anyway, that's that's just a bit of a prediction I've got. I, I think Backlund's going to – I'm really starting to believe that Backlund's going to stay So that's here. that's – it's funny because I've, I've been saying that for the last couple of days now that – I just, it wouldn't surprise me if we get a dual press conference between now and the early season of Michael Backlund's re-signed and we've named him team captain. And and I just, there's something, and it, I've been feeling more optimistic about Backlund going all the way back to Nashville and the draft. I know how much that video they made for him ahead of him winning the King Clancy Trophy mm-hmm. uh, with all the different sponsors saying thank you. It hit him right in the feels, uh, and he came away from his 48 hours in Nashville. I, I know for a fact he came away like just even more proud to be a member of the Flames organization, and then he wins the King Clancy, what that meant to him to win it as a member of the Flames. I know it meant a lot. Then all of a sudden after that, you know, there's all these changes that have happened, and Daryl Sutter's gone, yeah. and Craig Conroy's in, and now here's Ryan Huskin as the head coach, and then now he's back, and it just it does feel a whole lot lighter. I I I'm feeling way more optimistic about Michael as well, and I'm I'm at the point where I think of the three veteran guys that we're talking about him, Hannaf, and Lindholm. I I have Backlund right at the very top yeah. guys of, of being the one most likely to come back. So I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah, but, I don't necessarily disagree with that ranking, and just I. I know we saw Jerome's a good example, and there's no doubting that Jerome was a Calgarian. Michael Backlund's from Sweden, but that guy is as Calgarian as he gets for what he's given to the community and how he's approached uh, his job and and the off-ice with the on-ice and how long he's been here, the longest active tenured flame. Wouldn't surprise me one bit if we see, like you said, you know, there's a contract extension. Oh, by the way, there's also a press conference to announce the seat. And I'm sure that was a conversation that uh, Conroy had with him over the summer. Like, hey, Bax, like, I know, I know you're kind of wishy-washy on this, but we're going to name a captain. Let's all do this together. Like it's literally the same press conference, the captaincy, your contract. Hey, he's surrounded by Swedes here. He's comfortable here. If it's really all about chasing a winner, like I just think that's a fool's errand because as Jerome showed, it's it's impossible. But, But at the same time, don't you want that out of a guy that you're going to have on your roster where he's cool. going to put yes. winning above all else? Like that's that's what well, the ultimate desire. I is. I think so more than anything else, guys, he wants to win here. Right. I really, I really, and I think right. that's even that's the thing that I have picked up on most. Just talking to different people, hearing from Backlund on Tuesday of this week, yeah. um, even speaking with him at the draft and the awards in Nashville. I just, I think he wants to win. Yes, I think he wants them to prove that they're better i think i I think he comes to camp hoping that yes open to being convinced and wanting to be convinced and i think that's that's really important that 
if if it is a different vibe and if that vibe does translate to hey i think this team's a pretty good group and we can be better than we were last year i, I think that could be enough to to sway him and what's the captain I, I don't i don't i don't think he's got huge value on the trade market either like i'm not diminishing him he was arguably there well he won the mvp for last year yeah. i mean we were high in points it was to foley who was probably the mvp but he's not here so you're not going to give it to him uh, they announced their award winners just the other day and he was named mvp like people forget he had career numbers him and husko go way back to Kelowna days in the western yep. hockey league so there's some really cool synergy there well that him and craig conroy were teammates at one point that as was well the last guy on the roster that conroy ever played with they go way back like there's just so many i actually think and it's not my call everyone has to make their own path in life i think he's crazy to leave you know i really do but but that's not my call. That's just me. Just but you look at all he has here, and it's all known. You go somewhere else, it can be exciting, but it's also full of unknowns. And I know that people in management have also talked to Backlund and just said, "Hey, do you remember? Like, Giordano didn't really enjoy it in Seattle. That didn't really work out at all. Like, Gio's probably really happy right now to be in Toronto, but I think Gio was miserable in Seattle." Not that he wanted to go there. It wasn't his choice. But the point is, the grass is not always greener. Sometimes it is, but not always. And so, I, I yeah. And I, and I, Backlund's value, I think, is highest here, too. This city, this organization knows what he brings. Yep. Other teams, I'm not sure, are willing to pay that price, that premium price for a third-line center. Well, I want to bring the captaincy conversation into it, too. This was, I, I want to. I want to play the Nikita Zadorov comment from Wednesday when he was with Wes and I and, and just how this plays into how it all plays out too. How important will it be for this group to have a captain this season? Really important. Um, I mean, I feel like my opinion, it's only one guy in the room who should be captain in here. You guys probably heard about, I think Michael is definitely our captain. He's been our captain for past two years I've been here. It's just the formal thing to put a C on his shoulder, and um, it's definitely, uh, yeah, that, that that's that's how simple it is. And I know that Nikita is not the only guy who feels no. like that when Coleman it comes said to Michael. It. Yeah, Coleman said it the other day. Rasmus Anderson said it last season. Yeah. yeah. So it just it's fascinating because obviously, guys, if he's convinced to stay, there's your captain. What if, to your point? What if he's not, though? Like, what if when they really want to name a captain, he still hasn't made up his mind about whether or not he's staying? Can you still put the C on him? If every if a lot of guys in the room want him to be the captain, regardless of his contract situation, can you still do it? So I just had a, a long sit-down with Craig Conroy, and the Q&A will be up on sportsnet.ca momentarily here. And one of the questions I said is, because I've always believed, when you go to name a captain, it has to be obvious. I really believe that. Like, and that's why I've argued for the last two years that they didn't, they shouldn't name a captain because it was never obvious. Again, I'm not in the room. We're not in the room. Right. So it's it's not. But just from all we've gathered, it wasn't obvious to me. Now I'm not sure it's obvious if you discount, if you take Backlund out of the equation. Here's the thing. Craig said he'd like to have a captain in place before the season starts. If he's getting any indication from Backlund, and I do believe he will, that he's starting to think, you know what, now that Daryl's gone, I'm, I left with such a sour taste in my mouth last year. You fixed the problem, and I, I think the team can fix the on-ice problem. Can we just go a couple weeks here? I think Conroy would easily delay the captaincy. So here's my little prediction. If they don't name a captain before the puck drop at the start of the season, 
that tells me that Backlund will be the captain within weeks. Yeah. Or maybe maybe it might be a month. I don't know. But there's no rush. Guys, but you can you can start to feel good is. about him re-signing. If that's, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's a good. That's good indication. That's yep. my prediction. Write it down while you guys record everything, and you definitely replay it when I'm wrong. So maybe replay it if no, I get this one no, right. We don't. Yeah. Never be. No, I do think you're you're onto something there because everything we've heard from the time that Craig Conroy was hired to even you know this week, it's we want to have a captain in place. By the time the season starts, it doesn't have to be before camp, but by the end, tail end of camp and into the regular season, we want to have somebody established there. I believe but, but, your but, prediction, but, if you do put it off, it's an indicator that Michael Backlund hasn't closed the yeah. door on being a member of the and Calgary. And who, 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 would, who would complain? Like, is a player going to go, hey, wait a second, the GM said by the end of camp. What's going on here? Is this God, Conroy's no, a liar. Nobody cares about timelines, you know. Anyway, I it is a... It's a discussion that's been going on all summer long. We've all hammered it around. I well, think- even into last season when we were coming into camp, the Flames went one season without a captain. You come into camp, you ask Daryl, yeah. are you looking to name a captain? No. But I, what I found the most interesting was um, the reason why they they really think it's so important is because there was not that conduit between the coach and, and a player. So nobody was comfortable going into Daryl's office last year and saying, hey, hey, wait a second. You're pushing the guys a little too hard. We need a day off here or this or that, whatever. There's got to be ongoing communication. As we know, communication in life is the key. Yep. And and so there was that communication was just broken. We All we ever talk about with Daryl is he just didn't know how to communicate with the players effectively, it, the modern-day player, right? That's the big mm-hmm. knock. At least that's the way the players felt. Having someone who would have been comfortable going into that office uh, would have been huge and, and maybe would have saved Daryl Sutter's stay here i don't know if that that would could be that dramatic but i do know i can tell you it is a fact backland and daryl sutter had many shouting matches behind closed doors yeah it, like in front of other players oftentimes i can tell you that that happened and so backland did act that captain but not all the way because he just didn't feel like he could because he didn't have the seat on his shoulder didn't have the seat yeah. Uh, Eric Francis, our rolls out. Okay, quickly, um, our uh, special announcement coming up here momentarily on Flames Talk. We're here, though, in uh, the Okanagan for the Young Stars Classic. I'll just uh, ask you both. It's Francis, Aaron Vickers. My name is Pat Steinberg here on the Eric Francis Hour. Um, is Matt Coronado on the opening day roster? Yes or no? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. I think the only question is that they're going to start him in a top six role or are they going to put them maybe on the third or fourth line but i don't think that's really even a viable option why would you put a sniper no. on the third third or fourth line for me so, I, for me i would understand the third line position because you're probably insulating him with michael Backlund and blake coleman and we've seen sure. a lot of young players thrive sure. in that situation but for me the debate is is he on that third line insulated there or is he or playing is he in a top six line. role yeah I, yeah I, is, no is, question about it pelche is on the roster too if that's your next question nope sam hanzek does he have a chance? No, no. I but hey, I love that this organization is going to be. I really believe them when they say they're open-minded. Like I asked Conroy today, I said, "You just watched Hanzek and Coronado on the same line. Does it kind of excite you to think that this could be like your top line for the next five or six or seven years?" And he he said, "You know, do you remember when Monty and Johnny had that development camp together and they had instant chemistry and they carried it on for all those years?" He allowed himself to dream about that. Now, I'm not putting those two guys in that same scenario, but 
those are two of your pillars. Hanzek still needs some time, though, I think. I don't think he's a full-time NHLer, but Pat, can I rephrase your question? Does he get any games? Does he get a one or two game to the nine-game audition or or no? All depends on how his camp goes, and he'll I probably just, get five games in camp. I just think that it's a deep draft. He's a top 16 pick in the deepest draft in, like, two decades. I just am like... Why not? Why? why maybe, maybe he could. If the, it's a different, different coach, different approach, different GM. If he's good in training camp, and if he's good here in Penticton, I said, well, why not? Maybe, maybe it could happen. Maybe, maybe he. And he's the only guy in the last little while that I could wrap my head around saying yeah. that. Though. He's got the size, you know. He's, I mean, he's got to put on some more pounds, but he's got the height. And I, I do think that they would love to give him a nine-game audition. Like they would be thrilled to give him a nine. There would be no hesitancy to do that. Yep. I just think he's going to have to knock people's socks off in camp, and I'm not really sure he's going to do that. I, I, I don't know. I hope he does. It would be neat. It would be great for us. It would be great for the fans. It would be great for the organization. Eric Francis of Sportsnet with us. This is the Eric Francis Hour on Flamestock. Aaron Vickers, Pat Steinberg along with you as well. The Eric Francis Hour brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Live thoroughbred racing is back every Saturday and Sunday at Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. Post time 1245. Visit thehorses.com. Must be 18 plus. Please play responsibly. Flamestock is live on Calgary's hockey station. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. All right, it is the Eric Francis Hour here on Flames Talk. Steinberg along with you, Aaron Vickers. We're here in Penticton at the Young Stars Classic in the South Okanagan Event Center. And uh, the Eric Francis Hour, now a staple. It's basically an extension of Eric Francis Fridays, which we've had for you for the last 200 years here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Francis is here with us in Penticton. And I guess I guess there's a, a few things that we need to... Uh, we need to throw it over to you for. We've got an announcement on the Eric Francis Pizza Pig out for a date, and a little bit more as well. I, I just I, I I give the floor to you, sir. Okay, the 21st annual uh, Eric Francis Pizza Pig out is going to go at Cowboys on November 2nd. This is the first time we've revealed the date. Tickets are on sale starting right now at EricFrancisPizzaPigOut.com. We are going to go with a limited number of early bird tickets this year a limited, limited number of VIP tickets, and we're also going to limit the number of tickets sold this year. In, in many years, we've tried to not cap it. Uh, this year, because of the person who I'm about to introduce, we are going to have to cap it because otherwise it will be an absolute zoo in there. I will preface our next guests by saying Wayne Gretzky retired as the greatest hockey player of all time with 61 NHL records. Some have fallen since, but 61. This gentleman has 55 world-eating championship titles, 55 records, including being the 15-time Coney Island hot dog eating contest winner with a world record 76 Nathan's Famous Hot Dogs and Buns in 10 minutes in 2021, six times He's gone over 70 hot dogs in that 10-minute span in that contest. Joining us at the 21st Annual Pizza Pig Out will be the GOAT, Joey Chestnut. Joey, thank you so much for joining us today, but also for coming out to Calgary on November 2nd and making our lives a little better. How are you, my friend? Oh, I'm doing great. Great to be on with you again. And, uh, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm amped. November is coming fast. Now... 
We had you on the morning show in the summer, and this is where I got the idea that we have to have you come to town and show people your greatness. And you're going to do a meet and greet at the beginning and sign anything anybody wants, bibs, bellies, breasts, <laughs> I don't know, whatever it is they want. And I want to know, though, because as I look through your incredible list of 55 different world-eating titles, I don't see pizza on here. Is there a reason for that? And the second question is, how many do you think, how many slices do you think you can eat in two minutes? Yeah, I don't know why it's not on there, but I, I think I, I still hold the record for Pizza Hut pizza slices. I think it was 47 slices in 10 minutes. And, Four, 47 and, uh, slices did, in 10 minutes. And I, yeah. And, and what else did I do? There, there was another another pizza contest where it was like huge slices where I ended up doing 11 pounds of these, these like two foot long slices uh, and that was 10 minutes as well but yeah they're, 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 the pizza should be on there uh, but yeah dude I, pizza okay. is one of the best foods there is and it's uh, it, it's it, it's awesome eating food that uh, you love to eat naturally so it, it, you have a natural tolerance, tolerance for it I love it I love it okay so this is not this is not uh, foreign to you you are a, a pizza connoisseur like you are with so many other uh foods in two minutes we're, we're gonna we're gonna pare it down and we're gonna have you go in a two-minute eating contest how many slices do you think you could eat in two minutes what's your ballpark guess oh i gotta look at these slices hey, every pizza is a little bit different if these, these are right. light uh like it, it, it'll be it'll be fast if it's uh if, if it's if it's a little bit oily it'll be fast uh, if it's crispy it, it could be hard but it, it, it's weird because i like it crispy naturally for for pleasure but for contest, yeah. it uh, it scratches the throat a little bit. But you know, I'm, I'm willing to suffer uh, for, for the contest. That's see, and that's why you're the goat because you're willing to suffer for the greater good. Now, if if, if will you be using? Will will we have to supply you with large jars of water? Like, do you do that same thing you do with the hot dogs? You d- dip the pizza in the water first? No, you know, hot dogs is a weird contest. It, it, there's only a couple contests where you uh, where you uh, you're allowed to dunk, and uh, we, we don't desecrate the pizza like that. I, uh, I I'll, I'll fold the pizza. Maybe I'll, I'll do a reverse fold where where the cheese is on the outside, so so it will help it slide down a little bit. But uh, oh, there's no dunking on pizza. That is That's brilliant. That is really smart. Oh, I, I can't. Again, November second, you're coming to Calgary. People get to see the goat uh, perform. And at the end of the night, we're going to have the contest. We're going to raise money for Kids Sport Calgary again. We're well over a million dollars. You're going to help us make a whole lot of money. Pat, do you have some questions for the greatest eater? Oh, of all absolutely, time? I do. Yeah. I, I, and I gotta, I gotta keep on going, Joey, because if you're going to be doing pizza, because you talked about how hot dogs is kind of strange and a little bit different. Like, do you, do, will you be able to enjoy a single second of, of trying to get as much pizza down as possible? Can you enjoy the taste, or do you have to block that completely out? Oh, my God, two minutes? I'm really just a fat guy having fun. It, 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 it's like a 10-minute contest. It's like the, the first half of the contest is fun, and, like, the last, like, three or four minutes, or that's where I'm working. That's where you have to prove yourself, where, where your body's saying no, and you're, like, and you're trying to convince your body. I can do it, but uh, I'll tell you what. These first the two minutes. Oh my God! It, 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 it's going to be. Uh, I'm going to be able to push as hard as I can for, the, for those two minutes, and then, uh, then I'll be having beer afterwards with you guys. That's well. That's what I like. We got to wash it down. Exactly. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So do you, Do you? Uh, would there be, like, would just the straight cheese pizza be the easiest? Would there, would, would toppings help or hinder? Have you, have we done the science on this? Yeah, you know, sometimes uh, cheese is always good. Uh, and if, it, if, it's a, if it's a thin pepperoni, yes. if, if, it, if it ends up being like a thick pepperoni that cuts, that, that, that could be a little bit harder. But if it's thin, the, the fat from the pepperoni will add to the, the uh, the greasiness, oh. so it, it, it's uh it yeah, but it's either cheese or pepperoni. But uh, it, it's um yeah, it, more toppings. It ends up being a little bit rougher on the. Uh, it, it doesn't want to go down quite as quick. Joey, what's the game day prep for this look like? I know it's two minutes, but I imagine there's got to be some sort of strategy throughout the day to prep for this. Good question. Oh, there, there's always there's always some prep, uh, even if it's a smaller contest or. Uh, exhibition. I'm uh, I, the day before. I, I try to eat super light, and I'm doing my cleanse. And so I go in. Whatever I'm doing, I, I can suck in my stomach and say, "All right, there's there's room. I'm, I'm fairly empty. Things are. Gonna, I've I've room to eat this food, and it's going to digest quick. Uh, and that, that that the biggest thing for me is always the prep. I I, I never uh, if if I eat normal day if, if I go in after eating normal, uh, then I stay bloated for a lot longer, and then, then yeah. that weight it, it's just harder to get rid of that weight. Okay, so one of the things that we want to do, because as, as you know, Joey, you know, when we were talking to you ahead of time about uh, you coming to Calgary, you know, we're, we're also going to have a lunch with you. We're going to auction off a lunch at ericfrancispizzapigout.com. Uh, we're going to have a link so that people can bid for a chance to have lunch with you the day of and, uh, and get to meet you and ask you all the questions that they've wanted to ask a, a goat like yourself. But what about that lunch? Will you Will you probably just opt for a bit of a salad and maybe – Maybe a light fare, or will you not eat at all leading up to the contest? No, no, I'll, I'll eat during the lunch. It, it, so, so I'll, I'll I'll do my prep the day before, and I'll treat that whole day kind of <laughs> like all right. And I'm monitoring. I had I had the normal maybe one pound of lunch. Now now I got to turn it on for the two minutes of eating. But I, uh, it, it's it's it's. Uh, there's a psychological part you have to keep track of uh, what's going in the body otherwise uh, if 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 I put too much I want to be able to push myself so uh, I'm not going to go crazy during lunch (laughs) yeah yeah no that's fair that's fair now listen we had a good chat with you before about uh, you know what was your doctor's advice on all this and all this stuff but I want to just reiterate to people that I think there's this misnomer and belief that People think that when you finish one of these contests, the first thing you do is go run into the bathroom and, and purge it all up. That's not your style, right? You let this uh, you let nature oh. take its course. No, I can I can tell right away. Yeah, nature takes its course all right. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, I'm, I'm lethargic. I'm falling asleep. And, uh, yeah. and I either wake up because I'm thirsty or, or think nature's uh, calling me. And I, I don't run very often, but that's when I run. repeatedly back and forth with the washroom i get it okay yes you described it earlier to us as waves but we'll leave it at that i i um i can't thank you enough for doing this and joining us and we have so many questions i'm sure we'll talk to you on the radio just before you come to calgary and and continue to uh, let people know that you're coming and and uh gonna uh well, you're not going to set a record with us because it, we, we only want the contest to be two minutes. We may bump it to four, but I, I think it's going to be just two minutes, and we haven't quite come up with the well, format. You know, I, I was may... looking at your guys. Yeah, you guys, you guys, you guys have done contests in the past. Maybe I'll try to break your record 
and whatever old record you guys have. And yeah, we'll, we'll figure this out. I'm, I want to. I want to do something fun. It'll be great. Well, I love it. See, he's invested. I love this. I love and, that. And, like we. Well, one of the things we thought about Joey, and I want to just toss this out. We'll just we'll just have an open brainstorm here. Uh, Jason LaBarbera is the goalie coach here. His his wife won the pizza eating contest at the Pizza Pig Out one year. Yeah. Uh, the 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 cavalry goaltender won it two years in a Marco, row. Marco Carducci. Marco Carducci won it two years in a row. Uh, Bruce Coverton, Old Tuna's won it. So we've got this great list of Calgary uh, uh, celebs in, that have won this contest in the past. What if we took like eight of them? And we combined all the slices they ate up against yours. Is that unfair to them or to you? Eight eight on one is pretty hard. I, I, <laughs> I would go as high as five on one. Okay. I, I think it, well, also they're, they're, these are the winners. So, oh yeah, oh, that, that, this is a this is a bold statement. Yeah, yeah. I think I can do five on one. Uh, but eight on one, okay. oh, that, that'd be tough. <laughs> I love it. Even the greatest has his limits. Humble, self-aware. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then don't be intimidated by these people. They they won, but the fields, in many cases, are light because we have 700 pizzas arrive at this event every year beforehand. We usually have about 500 people in the room. Everybody grazes on pizza for a couple hours beforehand, and then we spring on them, hey, by the way, you're in a contest later so they don't really have much room oh, to jam they're not prepping. we're not asking you to do that i mean you play on your terms this is your night but i'm just saying don't be intimidated by these people at all oh i've been I've, yeah i saw pictures it looks like it looks awesome the, the tables and the, the pizzas lined up oh my god it, it looks beautiful it's, it's definitely okay. a pizza pig out i'm beautiful uh one last question before we let you go. We're talking to Joey Chestnut, the GOAT, the greatest, 55 world-eating cha- uh, t- uh, world uh, records and a 15-time uh, hot dog-eating champion. We asked you before about cheat days because I'm, I'm fascinated. When you have a cheat day, you, you had told George and I what that was. Could you remind me what your cheat day would entail? Oh yeah, sometimes you know. Sometimes I call it reward days. Sometimes, sometimes cheat days. Uh, I, I even if I'm not doing a contest uh, once a week, I'm trying to do uh, a big stretch, a, bi- a big meal, and uh, so I eat healthy during the week naturally, and then uh, then then I do a, a big meal. And we're talking if if it if, if it's unhealthy. Oh, if it's a cheat day where I'm eating unhealthy, uh, I'm going to hit a couple different drive-throughs, and. Uh, <laughs> And then when I get home, uh, the Uber Eats people, they, they, they definitely delivered some good food to my house a couple of times. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't, I, I try to, I, those, those are, those are the bad cheat days, but usually a good cheat days, I go to a really awesome restaurant, uh, and I order a couple, oh my God, I went to this Mexican restaurant not too long ago and had, I think it was like three different taco, uh, plates, uh, their Alpha Store, uh, carne asada and, uh, the lengua. The cow tongue. Oh my god, it was delicious. It, it was. It was. So I think good. I had like just off that. It was. It was uh, twelve tacos, but it, and they were a good size. Um, dude, yeah. So, I mean, sometimes it's sometimes it's garbage food. Not garbage, but like fast food. But it's, it's, other times it's uh, delicious food. You know, I have to say, Joy, just if I could get get real here, like the, you talk to a professional golfer, and if you said to him, "Hey, you want to just go play eighteen for fun?" He'd say, "Not on your life." 
pro golfers don't play golf for fun. Pro tennis players don't play tennis for fun. You are the greatest eater of all time, but you still are so passionate about food of all shapes and sizes, and that really impresses me because I think it could be easy for some people to say, well, that guy ate 76 hot dogs once in 10 minutes. He's okay if he never looks at a hot dog again, but you you embrace every challenge, don't you? Oh, I, I still love to eat a lot, but it, it, kind of like I'll go back to what the golfers. If you're going to play a golfer, then they get serious. Uh, if, if somebody challenges me to eat competitive, it's uh, I get way more serious about it. Uh, if, if somebody challenges me to do do a little thing, it's like all right, it's uh, I'm I'm no longer eating for pleasure. It, it's uh, it gets it gets a little bit more. It, it's uh, intense. Amazing. Joey, we've taken up too much of your time. Thank you so much. Joey Chester will be joining us for the Pizza Pig Out, the 21st annual on November 2nd. Tickets at ericfrancispizzapigout.com. Joey, we'll talk to you again before the event, but stay well, and thank you so much for coming to our city and uh, helping us raise money for Kidsport Calgary. We appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Looking forward to getting out there. All right, there he is, Joey Chestnut. And uh, I did find, after I said silly me, you know, didn't do the proper research. I, I have to be honest, I don't know what stat sites to go to for Fair world enough. eating champions, right? And I finally found the definitive site, but uh, <laughs> he's got a couple pizza records. Uh, seven and a half Pizza Hut, um, seven and a half Pizza Hut pizzas in oh. 10 minutes. Those are larges. The other one that he was referring to was six and a half two foot pizza slices, two foot long. He ate six and a half of them in ten minutes at Fat Boy's Pizza. And with a name like Fat Boy's, I don't think they were just cheese pizzas. Probably not. That's probably a safe bet. That yeah. It, it wasn't. Now, my question, do you think he grazes beforehand? Like, that's a finally, like, there's a prep, there's a routine. Oh. My oh. goodness, the stuff that will go into it. Um, just to uh, reiterate, I don't know when Joey Chestnut will be back on Flamestock. That good chance that might be the only time although he might Fair. come on just before the eric francis pizza pig out i want to reiterate a couple of things first of all joey joined us on the atlas pizza and sports bar guest hotline funny enough 15 time consumer choice award winner at 6060 memorial drive northeast for pickup or delivery call 403-248-3344 the eric francis pizza pig out is back for the 21st time 21st annual eric francis pizza pig out is when november 2nd that is a uh, thursday night where at cowboys early bird tickets are available right now and i think we've limited it only to uh i can't remember how many but it's not not many 45 tickets and again that gets you two drink tickets it gets you a bib uh and it gets you unlimited pizza of the 700 or so pizzas that are going to be there you're also going to see joey you're going to see the great there you might get to meet you might get to meet him with joey chestnut we have vip tickets for 125 where you will get a meet and greet with joey beforehand you get special uh, tasting at the beginning you're going to get to chat with him uh and then regular tickets are going to be 65 dollars uh but but that's only after the early bird tickets sell out so i highly recommend if you're even considering uh going to t- uh, see the goat 55 world eating titles uh get those early bird tickets now or get them next week when they're a little bit higher. And he is, he is yeah. ranked number one by Major League Eating. So Major League Eating has him ranked number one. Because, and that's not even a controversial ranking. It's not like other rankings have him uh, number two or three. I don't know how many other rankings. Yeah, we, didn't, we don't know where to look for that. <laughs> the only other name that there is in the business, right? Do you guys know it? Does it come to mind? Is it? Uh, is, you want to say it? Kobayashi? Kobayashi. Yeah. yeah. 
And there was a, uh, was it a 30 for 30 on ESPN about their rivalry, which is fantastic. I highly recommend anybody Google it and watch that. One of those great 30 for 30s. They take the two greatest and how they pushed each other. And then, and they, they, in the end, the relationship. I, I was going to ask him about it, but it's it's a sore spot, guys. Is it really? Oh, okay. yeah. They, they haven't spoken in over ten years, Ooh. and and really. Well, this is like Wes and Aaron and the Flames talk. Uh, oh yeah, Wes and I don't talk anymore. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I could see that. I could see that being real, <laughs> but like how you know, you know, Jimmy Connors and John McEnroe raised each other's games. Chris Everett, Martina Navratilo. I could go on and on. Phil and Tiger. That was the Kobayashi. And Joey Chestnut, but only one reigns supreme, and he is going to be joining us here in Calgary. Like, what a get. Yep. I was so excited when uh, when he agreed to come, and uh, and he's going to help us raise a lot of money for charity. And like I said, we're going to auction off a lunch for four with Joey Chestnut. Man, how funny is that, that you could have a lunch with Joey Chestnut and well, ask him anything you ever wanted? He's not even just an eater. He's an entertainer. You listen to that interview, stitches in this press box here Honest laughing. And this is the thing, guys, honest to God. Think about how many radio interviews that guy's done in his life, right? Like, And a lot of people would treat him as a bit of a novelty. I act and he's asked, been asked all the same dumb questions that we could throw at him, yet he treats every single one like it's the first time he's ever heard it. Like, I really respect that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just think he's so engaging. And, uh, and when we were dealing with his agent, yes, he has an agent. Of course he does. Of course he does, as he should, because uh, he goes all over the world. And we were dealing with his agent, and he said, like, this Joey wants to stay and sign every last autograph, chat with every last person. There's no way he will ever leave a venue without making sure everybody's got a chance to meet him and ask him questions. So, oh, it's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, by the way, that is November 2nd. Flames, of course, do not play that night, uh, which nope. means that uh, celebrities are out. You know, the, the management staff comes out most of the time. Tree's been there every year. Berkey's been there. Connie will probably be there. Like, you get all Berkey kinds of Berkey might fly in. Berkey, Berkey fly probably in will one, fly yeah. in. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that is coming up on November 2nd, the 21st annual Eric Francis Pizza Pig Out. Just one of the absolute success stories. I'm not even doing this to pump your tires. I don't even like you as a person. Nope. But uh, what that thing has done in more than two decades <laughs> is incredible. And uh, he's done a, it's a real cool thing in our city. So hats off to you. Thanks. The only other time we had sure. special guests was... <laughs> I know that hurt for you to say. Was uh, we we uh, had the World Sign Spinning Championships about twelve years ago, and because oh, because yeah, we yeah the yeah, guys who stand yeah. in front of the pizzerias or the donair shops spinning a sign all day or a dry cleaner, and we brought a guy in from Toronto to challenge a guy in Calgary who had the title, and it wasn't even close, and uh, it was hilarious to watch. Don't who get won? me wrong, the 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 guy who was the champion, the guy who came in from Toronto was like, he was good, he was good, but he wasn't in the league. Okay. Of the of the resident Calgarian who had the title already. So anyway, this is a, a different vein we're going after here. We uh, we only have a few more minutes left on the Eric Francis Hour here on uh, on Flames Talk this Friday. Do you want to do story time? Do you have time for a little? Uh, we got three or four minutes. Can you can you fit in an Eric Francis story? Time? Sure. I'll just give you a little sample of the kind of things I'm talking about. Just many many years ago, when I covered Jeff Garcia, and he went from the Calgary Stampeders, of course, to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, this is awful. I'm. Not, it's not Montana. Steve Young got Steve injured, Young. Yep. and suddenly there was Jeff Garcia starting like every game for the last like twelve games of the season. I don't believe he came, he was in the Pro Bowl that year, but he might have been, uh, and he was in two or three Pro Bowls after that. Like it was a great success story. I know a lot of people in Calgary were very proud of him 
for many, many years. And I've stayed in touch with Jeff over all these years uh, because when he was a third stringer with the Stampeders, like, we used to hang out on the road together because he had nothing else to do. But I'll never forget the story he was telling me the first year he was in the NFL. He went to Mexico at the end of the season. He was exhausted. Suddenly he's, like, famous around the NFL. He's just having this whirlwind of success. And there's something in his mailbox from the 49ers not expecting anything you know he was making i think the league minimum that year which is still pretty good money but there's a check in his mailbox that he wasn't expecting for 1.1 million dollars what in bonuses yeah that he had no idea that he was in line for wasn't worried about it wasn't thinking about it opens it up thinking i don't know what this is maybe just some information about what i need to do in the off season it's a check for 1.1 million dollars those are the kind of little tidbits that you hear over the years you think that's kind of funny and fun to pass along, and uh, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy because I think Garcia was a great ambassador for this. It's city. paid. I got one point one hundred uh, in my bank account because you we you, do direct deposit at Rogers, of course. It's different. So yeah. you two had different agents. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah you yeah. and Garcia yeah. had different agents. Anyway, I have a lot of stories about being on the road with some some uh, very famous people, and uh, not very famous. Let me just rephrase that. athletes do silly things athletes do funny things i'm happy to tell a lot of the stories that i've kept off the record for a lot of years i'm not breaking any trust when i tell the stories i'm just telling them because time's gone on and it's okay to tell these stories now they'd be okay with it uh eric francis is on twitter at eric francis uh very very uh, complicated aaron vickers on twitter at aa vickers my name is pat steinberg the eric francis hour is now officially in the books for the first time every friday one hour of flames talk the eric francis hour we got lots of flames things to talk about in a week's time we'll be getting ready for the first preseason game uh we'll have lots to dig into from here in penticton we'll have lots to dig into when it comes to the goaltending conversation we didn't even touch on that with dustin wolf today and a whole lot more it's uh steinberg francis vickers along with you was successful do we need some tweaks how did the eric francis hour go i love it man twice the fun twice the fun for me yeah it was good uh the eric francis hour as we start to wrap up this hour of flame stock thanks to cam and taylor our producers as well eric francis hour brought to you by horse racing alberta live thoroughbred racing is back every saturday and sunday at century downs racetrack and casino post time 1245 visit the horses.com must be 18 plus and please play responsibly